What's up, everybody? Welcome to the uh, Voice Boys podcast. It's eight days a week coming at you. This tone, you've just been <laughs> running with it for days, man, and it's killing me. Oh. Welcome to the Voice Boys podcast. Eight days a week. You got to have a little excitement. We're talking about something good today. <laughs> yeah. We're actually talking about something good. Um, How often does that happen? <laughs> the episode before the last... The- our second to last episode of 2021. Yeah, that's fair. What I feel like most of the episodes of 2021 were, I mean, just ep- in general, we talk about good I, stuff most I of the time. I would say when it comes to eight days a weeb, I am about 50% on board most of the time. Yeah, that's fair. This one, I'm 100%. Fucking love this shit. Uh, uh But yeah, we're talking about Cowboy Bebop, the good whoop, whoop. one. The good one. <laughs> <laughs> the original, the OG, the anime, the not, the not, the not the thing that we don't speak about. Yeah, the yeah. not he who shall not be named version. Yeah. Um, before we get too far into it, just want to give a RIP to Keiko Nobumoto. Like uh, one of the, like going, clicking on her IMDb is like, oh, she worked on all the big. She worked with all the big anime. Yeah. yeah. Like, she worked on Akira, Cowboy Bebop, obviously. She wrote a bunch of episodes in the movie. Um, she also wrote Tokyo Godfathers, as it turns out, which we'll, some we'll be doing eventually. Yeah. She created uh, another one of my favorite all-time anime, Wolf's Reign. Was uh, that also, was that like the same Sunrise? Was that the same group? Uh, it was Studio Bones. Okay. But not, it wasn't the... She wrote, she wrote Carol and Tuesday. Carol and Tuesday group. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, honestly. She did an episode of Carol and Tuesday, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to... I When I found out about this, it... You cried. Legit ruined my day. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot she did Space Dandy. Yeah, that was she Shinichiro four, Watanabe as well. Yeah, she, yeah, four, her epi- like, her, she had four episodes of Space like two, I think Her and Watanabe like, did a lot of stuff everything. together. Yeah. 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 Which, is, uh, which is weird, because from everything I read in 2021, no women worked on the original Cowboy Bebop at all, and that's why the 2021 version was a... Uh, it fixes all of the things. Yeah, it fixes, fixes all the women by making them all the same and obnoxious and shitty. Yeah. Um, but that's not weird. I'm probably not going to be the last time I bring up the thing. Because, like, you, you have to because, like, so many. There's so so much. So fun. I'm going to try really hard not to just because it was a thing while we were watching it. But also, this thing has so many of its own legs to stand on. There's no reason. Yeah. Speaking of legs to stand on, uh, I'm your best bro, Heather. <laughs> I'm Josh. <laughs> uh, I'm Jonathan. And uh, you may or may we got not that have... clean. We, that was clean enough. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, got, I got that clean. Depending on which podcast you listen to, you may or may not have just listened to or are about to listen to one where we don't mention our names at all. <laughs> I just realized that, which is why I was like, "Shit, I gotta introduce us." Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of long running podcasts don't introduce that when it's the same people every it's time us, i mean you yeah, know us. you know who hey, we are how's, how's and if you going? don't go back listen to old episodes where we introduce ourselves yeah like um, this one like yeah. this one. <laughs> so we're just gonna <laughs> jump right into it episode one asteroid blues are we going episode by episode because like there's some there's, of them will be quicker than others like, yeah i don't like okay 
Listen, there we. I'm. I can talk an hour about it just in general. I don't really need to do an episode by episode. You. I mean, nah, but like some kind of structure would be nice. some. You're structured. I was gonna say some structure, and just because there are some specific beats that I feel like if we don't do it a certain way, we we might miss out on. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. Just weirdly enough. I would say this is not a bad episode, but it's I I think we should, okay. So before we get into episodes, because that's what you guys are going to want to do, we got stuff to talk about before. So when did you first watch Cowboy Bebop? When did you get into this for the first time? October, November. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Josh is a newbie. Good job. <laughs> um, even I would wait. When did the so I watched most of these after the corresponding live action episodes which came out in november yeah so i'm gonna say november december with some of the like the first five episodes in september october then i put a pause on it watched the live action and alternated because i had to cleanse my palate after like, every couple episodes <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so it's within the last couple months okay so jo- jonathan uh this this is my my genesis this is my my gateway drug this is my uh how many other weird terms can i use to describe how i feel about this it, it's my mecca weird. it's my uh oh, God. no too, too far uh too bring far. it back down um this is what got me into anime like before this i was I had watched like Pokemon, but didn't really understand the fact that that was an anime. Uh, I had also, I, f- I feel like there was something else. S- Speed Little Racer. Digimon. Ooh, Speed Racer was Speed a good Racer one. was mm-hmm. one that like I watched, never really understood the fact that it was like Japan and uh, uh, Gachamon. Yeah. Space. Well, we watched Battle of the Planets, but yeah. But I mean, that's essentially. It's essentially, the, but yeah. So like this was the first thing. Um, Back in, I want to say, 2002, 2000, somewhere in there. Because I know it was first being run on Cartoon Network on um, Toonami, but I never really watched Toonami because every time I would turn on Toonami, it was fucking Dragon Ball Z Ugh. and <laughs> kill me now. Before, like, uh, Apologies to anybody who likes Dragon Ball Z. I, explain it to me, please. Yeah. Show me your ways. Show your work. <laughs> um, but Sometimes I, you just like to see bros power up for 700 episodes. Fuck. But it's just like every time I watched a Dragon Ball Z episode, that's all it was. That's all it was. But then people would talk about how great the characters are. And like, there are characters in this? <laughs> I just saw somebody screaming for five minutes. I don't know. What I don't know. And then, and then like the ground started to move up a little bit. Like gravity didn't exist anymore. And then there was a guy who was like, next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it's like, but... But nothing's happened. What okay. do you mean well, next time? Bring it back in. Back to... Anyway, so uh, early 2000s, uh, there was a block of television on on Cartoon Network called Adult Swim. It's still there. Uh, but this... A much different channel now. Much different now. S- specific... I mean, I guess it doesn't say, have the words cartoon anywhere in there, so they're technically under the wire, but like, yeah. it's definitely <laughs> changed its... From like, we're cartoons to like... Oh, we'll do a cartoon every once in a while, but it's mostly just random live action shit. Yeah. Um, but Cowboy Bebop. Oh, do you remember Space Ghost? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I uh, remember the original Hanna-Barbera Space Ghost, which I think might have been based on an anime. I can't remember exactly. I think it was just a Hanna-Barbera thing. And it was very short-lived and did not do well, which yeah. is why they were able to like do Space Ghost coast to coast. And they were just like, Space yeah, Ghost nobody gives a coast. shit about this cartoon. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, rain uh, back in. Okay, sorry. But I cared because I had watched through it. It's like, I like that original. But yeah. anyway. Rain or back in. Um, <laughs> so Cowboy Bebop, uh, what else is in this block? Uh, it was Cowboy Bebop. It was Inuyasha. It was Big O. That's- um, not that kind of big O. Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, the ocean. The, <laughs> he was a big robot, and it was basically Batman the animated series, but as an anime, and it's fucking great. Um, if I can find that anywhere, I definitely would find it somewhere. Watch it. It's 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 good. It holds up. Um. Uh, and uh, at, at some point, Wolf's Rain also got. Uh, roped into this into this uh, this block of television programming that I just started diving into. I had the old the old like thirteen inch TV that was in in my bedroom with my little brother and I, and I would like drape a blanket over the bunk bed so that he wouldn't wake up while I was watching it. I would plug my headphones into the side the side of the TV where you know a headphone jack should be. Good old CRTs. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I would just watch anime and it, I was a teenager at the time. I was like 13. Uh, so 13 would have been 2001. Yeah. That's numbers. That's how numbers work. Um, is it? I think so. I think I'm doing that math right. Uh, oh God, I'm so old. Um, <laughs> I just, I fucking hate that those numbers came out. Um, so yeah, I would I would watch it, and there was there was something about it that like I didn't I didn't do stuff as a kid, um, but anime felt like a thing that was uh, unobtainable, and like I I shouldn't be doing it, but I still but I enjoyed it, and so I continued to watch it, and it has definitely helped shape me into the person that I am now. This show is a very large part of that, and I have a very, probably too too much of a connection to this show. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've been watching this show since I was like a teenager, and so I I like this show a lot. Heather, let's sling it back to you. When did you first start? Um, I'm pretty sure the first. So I'm trying to remember in which order we watched them. But in 2009, because Jonathan and I are old as fuck, when we started dating, mm-hmm. um, you showed me Wolf's Rain and Cowboy Bebop in close close proximity to each other. And I don't remember if it was Cowboy Bebop and then Wolf's Rain or Wolf's Rain and then Cowboy Bebop. It probably was Bebop first. I don't think it actually was. You don't think so? No, I think you made me cry my goddamn eyeballs out. And then you were like, here, actually, let's watch this space. Let's do that again. <laughs> let's watch this space cowboy anime. That's lighter. No, cry your eyes and out, then bitch. bam! Yeah, no, <laughs> cry your eyes out, bitch, is kind of like... Um, I don't remember which ones we watched first. I don't even remember why. We were just suddenly like, okay, we're going to just watch all of this. Um, I think it was because I discovered uh, that FYE had the DVD sets. And I bought them. Maybe. As soon as I could. I don't know. Uh, but I I was 
kind of the same as a kid. I like watched Pokemon. I watched Digimon. Um, I didn't really have the concept of like, I, it wasn't until I was like a teenager that there was like, there was this thought of anime, but it was Dragon Ball Z and Inuyasha. And I was like the stuff that I was not into at the time. Yeah. And the idea that it's such a vast culture and actually has a lot of different Subgenres within anime didn't yeah. occur to me. Well, I guess I should clarify. I was aware of anime because of places like Suncoast Video. Yeah. But they always played like the body horror anime stuff that was just like, like I knew I me- should not be seeing this I at seven years mech old. Anime was out there. I knew oh, like yeah. stuff that I was just not into at the time. This was the first time I was like, oh, there's just stories like there's just it's it's just stories like i was as we've you've heard me talk about on the podcast last i was super into sci-fi as a kid and as in a teen as into my teenage years sci-fi and um fantasy was like my jam so to find out that there were cowboy bebop inuyasha (laughs) well cowboy bebop and wolf's reign fit very well Mm -hmm. into the things i was already into and it just it didn't occur to me that anime had these. So yeah, um, I watched Cowboy Bebop in two thousand and nine, the winter of two thousand and nine. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was that. That sounds about right. So yeah, late two thousand and nine was the first time I watched Cowboy Bebop, and have watched it a good couple times all the way through. It's one of those shows where I feel like I I I'm not allowed to just watch an episode here or there. You just if you're gonna watch it, you watch it all the way through. Yeah, it's not. It's this. It definitely isn't like The Simpsons, where if you just catch it syndicated, like you just do one episode and you're like, Haha. oh, you're like, oh, rerun on on TV. Oh, so funny. <laughs> yeah, like oh, I've had a good time, and now I don't need more of that. Yeah, I'm that way with West Wing. Like, if I start watching West Wing, I have to start on episode one, season one, and watch it through. Um, there's a couple shows I really like this on. It's what, like West Wing's one of them, Arrested Development. Like I can't just pop in and watch random episodes of Arrested Development. I have to go back season one, episode one, and watch the three seasons in, in a row. The only three, three seasons that exist. And you notice how I said there's only three seasons yeah, yeah. in a row? Um, and I and Cowboy Bebop's that way. I have to start at the beginning and I have to watch all of them. This time to like refresh really quickly for this I was like, hey, remind me, what are my main beat points? And give me my main beat episodes, which is a rough way to watch this. <laughs> because it's like only sad. Ugh. There was no no lightness to my quick rewatch this time. Yeah. Um, speaking of words, uh, episode one, <laughs> Asteroid Blues. Those are hard. Words are hard. We're introduced to most of the gang in this episode. You, you hear that? Most of the gang in this episode. <laughs> most of the gang. Um, While we are missing some people. Yeah. Oh, you mean who, like, maybe somebody who should be on the couch here, but, you know, refuses to <laughs> talk to us? Talk to us. Um, that's whatever. not true. It's fine. Sh- shout out, Kuichi Yamadera who plays Spike Spiegel in the original Japanese version. Uh, a connection, a, a very deep connection with the Moist Boys po- universe podcast family. Plays Zenigata in the latter 
latter yeah. half of uh, uh, yeah of Lupin. So Lupin the third, the first, he's on there, and I feel I can't remember if he's in Castle of Cagliostro or not. Uh, I'm but, looking uh, really quickly. Interesting, but he so plays he, Spike Spiegel. I I have to out myself real quick. Uh, so in in the battle oh, he's, of he's in Whisker Away. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's Oof. he's ma- the mask seller in Whisker Away. Oh, that would that poor guy, poor man. We probably I feel like we should I, we should I not f- go back rewatch that one. But in no, in he's the, in Desmond the in uh, Carol on Tuesday. Really? Yeah. Did we interest? Did we dub? Did we we did the dub? Carol on Tuesday of Whisker Away. I yeah, think did I did the, both. Did you do both? I know yeah. for sure I was not going to watch that again. I was not watching it more than so, once. Yeah, I watched did, dub and dub, dub only. <laughs> um, but I have never watched the sub for Cowboy Bebop. And I know a lot of you are... <laughs> they Everybody just started internally screaming. Everybody, everybody just, just turned off the episode. Com- yeah. <laughs> everybody just started writing comments and simultaneously pausing the episode and just clicking away from it. To be fair, I also have never watched the sub version of Cowboy Bebop, A, because I've always watched it with you. But B, that is because of a very big reason, and I don't know if it's a very big reason for you too, but Steve Bloom... Oh, not even just him. This entire cast. It's fantastic, but... I'm going to start with Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom is Spike Spiegel's voice to me. Yeah. I have met the man in person and watched Jonathan cry while talking to him. I held it together. <laughs> he did not. While um, we were standing next to him, I held it together. I look uncomfortable as fuck in that he's, photo. He's teary-eyed. He, he like, hover hands. <laughs> yeah. It's very cute. It's like the, when you got your picture with the Coheed and Cambria guy. Yeah, it's 100%. And you're like, I don't know what to do with my body right now. <laughs> but Click. I'm going to have the biggest, goofiest grin on my goddamn face. Yeah. yeah. Um. He just is Spike Spiegel's voice to me. And, like, no offense to anybody else. And I know that there are very talented people out there, but Steve Bloom is Spike Spiegel to me. Um, Asteroid Blues, one of the episodes that they adapted for the live action. Yeah, poorly. And, okay, we're done. <laughs> it, I'll, it, it, it's a weird episode insofar as... It's not a bad episode, but I would say it's not towards the top of episodes for me. Just as far as it's like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, trying to remember what exactly. Like it starts off with Spike Spiegel just like doing, he's like doing Tai Chi or karate or something. And it, it definitely starts off as. You don't oh, this, know who these characters are. Yeah, this is the Asimov episode. Yeah. The Stone Cold Classic. So great. <gasps> I would not agree. Sorry. Sorry. Not trying to just like completely step on you or anything, but like I would not agree that Stray Dog Strut is only a 7.5. New absolute monsters. Well, we'll Jonathan's get there. gonna have feels about stuff. But but <sighs> I think my thing with it is that compared to the rest of the episodes, this has a very, it's the 90s and we have to do a introduce the characters in a weird way kind of episode. Like once it gets going, it's fine. But like it just kind of starts a little stilted mm. for me. Like it doesn't make, like after watching that, I wasn't like, ooh, I got to get more of this. I was like, it was okay. It was like, it was a, it was an okay TV show. Um, 
But yeah, it has the exact right number of characters that should be introduced in it. No more. No, no less. less. The, the two main characters. Yeah. Ta-da. Ta-da. Um, not, not a character and then bringing them back two episodes later. Yeah. And like I'm this, just looking at all the people that this guy who's done, who did Spike has also done. He's, you know, he's, he's 50, he's 50 years of anime yeah. voiceover work. He's uh, he was in Kiki's Delivery Service ah. as the bakery worker slash a police, the policeman. He was in um, Jonathan and Josh's favorite show that I refuse to watch, Bubblegum Crisis. I who don't did he play on that? What? Who do you play in that? Uh, Fargo. I'm not going to know a single. Nope. He's in eight episodes. That's all of them. That's yeah. That's it. He he must have been. You don't understand why I don't like Bubblegum Crisis. Yeah, it's it's good. It's so good. Go rewatch Bubblegum Crisis, and you'll understand. <laughs> it's like Akira if it wasn't as depressing and weird. Yeah, it's so all not the... like Akira. So nothing like Akira. Uh... It's all the good parts of Akira. The over the top violence. There the motorcycles. were good parts of Akira. The motorcycles were cool. The violence. I mean, the anime. The non-face animations was good. Yeah, it wasn't about any of Akira. Uh, episode two, Stray Dog Strut introduced to Ayn, uh, a I... human, or not human, a biological dog Yeah, that's just smarter than your average dog and a nothing dog. more, nothing less. A dog, yeah. They explain why Ayn's super smart, kind of, right? Yeah, he was exper- the the lab that's trying to get him back. Because, it's experimented on him. Yeah, they experimented on him to create a specific dog that can do good at computers. Let me tell you what I really enjoy about the anime is that they don't over explain things and not everybody's backstories have to be connected. This will make sense later in an episode. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> there was, I, I, I straight up forgot. We'll get to it later on. There was something that I straight up forgot about and was like, you literally had it in front of you and you just chose to walk away from that and do something else much stupider. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, Ayn's a great character. Yeah. In the anime, Ayn is great. Ayn is great in the anime. He's my boy. Like. We're talking only about the anime. Yes. The yeah. only thing that exists. Like to have a character exist for 20 years and pretty much be like the focal point of like all merchandising. I was going to say, you want to fuck with a fandom, you fuck with Ayn. Like that. And they and they did. They did. I am aware. <laughs> like I was going to say, the, if you want a mascot for Cowboy Bebop, it's not Spike, it's not Faye, it's not Jet, it's not even Edward. It's fucking Ayn, man. Yeah. There is not a single person who is a fan of Cowboy Bebop who's not a fan of Ayn. I literally know a person who has a corgi that looks exactly like Ayn. Guess what his fucking name is? It's Ayn. Jonathan's dream is to own a corgi whose that name looks like Ayn, and he will be named Ayn. I want a corgi that is slightly different, whose name is Rosie, but that's fine. That's perfectly fine. We can we can queen it up. We can have all the fucking corgis. I want one named after, you know. Do they Theodore. do they say that Ayn's named after, after Theodore Ayn's, Roosevelt? After Ayn's Actually, Rosie. Ellie. <laughs> yeah. Eleanor Roosevelt. What? Do they specifically say that Ayn's named after Einstein, or is that just a thing that you just imply? I think it's just a thing that's implied. Yeah. His it's, name is is not E19. God his, damn it. His name is literally E I N. Like it is Ayn. It's just the sh- a shorter version of Einstein. Like, yeah. And I'm pretty sure 
Jet's the one who names him, if I remember correctly. Because he's smart? Yeah, I don't think he had a name before. Well, he might have had a name, but I don't think there was a name until... Yeah, Jet names him. Or maybe I'm crazy. I don't remember. It, we, yeah. we watched this like pre-Christmas. Yeah. We watched the first five episodes. <laughs> was like the, was that Christmas Eve? Yeah. 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 Because we needed something nice for Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh, episode three, Honky Tonk Woman, the correct introduction of a character, <sighs> Faye Valentine. Yeah. So ever since, again, ever since watching the live action I've been trying to figure out because everyone's like, "Oh, Faye Valentine was was so good in the live action." It's like performances I, aside, you can't judge the performances of the show because like the writing was so bad. Yeah, but I was trying to figure out like everyone was saying that Faye Valentine was good and like she's the best part of the thing, and I was trying to figure out like why do I not feel like what about it? Does it was not the hardest. That. It was the hardest for me to pin down of like why didn't it work for me. And like the thing that I realized is that Faye Valentine annoys Spike and Jet because she just she does they want her to do things all the time and she's just not going to do them. Yeah. So she annoys them, but not the audience, as opposed to the way she's written in the live action, where well, everybody's she a, everybody. every she's just she's actually annoying. And I think that's the difference of like. Except for that one episode where they decided to make her and Spike become BFFs, which forever, I found ever. the most obnoxious. I of did the whole too. Thing. Rewatching that episode, I was like, "Oh, thank God! I forgot that the anime doesn't make me hate life through this." Yeah, but like she is probably the most different of the three of them, mm-hmm. characterization, characterization wise. I think that in and of itself is hard to nail down for me personally, but I mean, just the way that she's written as far as like how she interacts with the world. Yeah. It's It's because it's not a dystopia. Yeah. There's, I mean like part of it is like adults were written to be like adults back in the day. And now like, characters get into their late 60s before they can be just like yeah you're an adult now yeah um <clears throat> but yeah but like and again not just uh keiko nobumoto there are there are several w- writers on this anime that were women and i feel like they did a fine job with the the women characters in this yeah they didn't need to be fixed, quote unquote. We'll, <laughs> we'll get. We'll have to wait a while to get into one of those characters because spoilers. She doesn't come into the end. Um, Gateway Shuffle, another episode that they pretty much adapted but changed the meaning of everything. The, the yeah, uh, I will say the thing they do there, I was okay with. It's probably the most close to fine. Yeah. That they did. <laughs> Yeah, as far not as like good, but close to fine. Yeah, it was just like, sure, you're changing the meaning of everything. Yeah, but at least the Ganymede Sea Rat is already extinct for some reason, and, and like, now they're just going full body horror of turning people into trees, as opposed to it being regression, like 
regression of, of evolution. Yeah, like back a, to apes, a natural regression. Yeah, not just like fuck you. You're an ant now. Yeah, like oh god, this fucking show. Um, boy, howdy, shucks, howdy. Do I regret starting conversations with people uh, about this show now? Mainly because of what the live action one has done. Um, but at work recently, I was talking to uh, somebody and we're talking about how like the live action show and they had stated that they really only watched the first three episodes and were just like, I'm fucking out. I can't, I can't do this. The correct, correct choice. choice. Um, Actually, but, you should have felt that way after two. I mean, probably yeah. one, but whatever. probably we know someone true. that bailed after one and that is the correct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is the correct choice. Um, but we were talking about the show and I was like, yeah, like. <laughs> I would, my thing with the show is that I feel like people did the best with what they were given acting wise. The problem is they weren't actually given these characters. Uh, they were given weird, bizarro versions of characters that just try to resemble people from this show. And it's, it's an issue. It is a big issue with that live action version that is just, you can't, you can't get around that. And their retort was the chick who played Faye should have been way hotter. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to have a conversation with you anymore. Uh. Like, first of all, Daniela Pineda is a perfectly <laughs> attractive, attractive looking woman. <laughs> There's literally nothing wrong there at all. Ah. Yeah, that no was notes. Not the, that was not the issue with the live action series. Yeah, um, episode five, Ballad of Fallen Angels. And this is where we first. You mean start episode ten? To... <laughs> yeah, God. got him. Uh, this is where we first start getting an, like an inkling of like something's going to happen with this show because up to this point, it's kind of just been Good. villain the of the gang week goes on a wacky adventure and yeah. something weird happens. And like they're kind of sometimes they're just kind of near the events going on, mm-hmm. and then they resolve themselves like <laughs> gateway shuffle where just like they get kind of like do it to themselves. Yeah, which I guess you know, props to 2021 version for having one of the idiots be a, a woman. You know, we need more dumb women representation in, yeah, in media. That's how you fix sure. it. <clears throat> I'm all for that. Um, but yeah, yeah, like this, we we start seeing things we get backstory yeah Yeah. we get backstory we start seeing things we've we're world building in a different way so far like in these episodes we've just been seeing the universe and the different worlds and kind of what's going on here we're building the world in like giving it depth yeah and so like this episode i think is a good illustration of why i think that the live action faye valentine doesn't doesn't work or is too different is that you couldn't have done this scene with the live action faye valentine no because at no point can she do the depth of emotion that this character does yeah as far as like writing wise i'm sure danielle pineda might be able to do that i don't know i've never seen any her in anything where she had to but like the scene where she meets vicious like could you imagine what would have happened if they had done that 
she there would have been a laugh. She'd have cussed at him. Yep, it would have been for a yeah. laugh. Yep, it would have been for a laugh. It absolutely it would have. Yeah, she wouldn't have been scared shitless. No, yeah. she wouldn't have been cons- like worried at all. She would have played it for a fucking laugh. Yeah, regardless of the fact that like nobody's laughing, nobody's <laughs> laughing, and the person that she came here to meet is literally sitting in a chair dead next to her. Yeah, she still would have mocked something about vicious in yeah. that moment. To be fair. He was mockable. much mockable. In oh, the live yeah, absolutely. But like, yeah, they while absolutely nothing in that in that live action uh, adaptation is a slam dunk. Not a single fucking thing is a slam dunk. Like I th- that would have just been a complete like strike out with one pitch kind of situation. Yeah. Um, to mix metaphors, <laughs> it would been a it would have been a home run touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> but this is also like where we see that like something's going on with Spike because at that time he's just kind of like a surly mopey guy. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, oh, oh this going man's on. got some fucking demons in them closets. Yeah, and I like, and they're awake and rattling. And I I like the way like the episode the Ballad of Fallen Angels builds into sympathy for the devil because then we get like we see how that depth is kind of starts like that's kind of like the first crack of like something's going on with this with this guy yeah i mean like spoilers she shoots a small child in the head <laughs> he's to be like fair, 60 he's, years yeah, old he's an old fucking man actually this is where we get is this the first like real in-depth explanation of what happened yes the, this character is used as the backdrop for the exposition of the, the gate accident and the moon yeah. exploding. Which, like, this this show is my, this is this sometimes a non-serialized storytelling is, is better. Because sometimes you have to write good characters that propel the story. And, like, you can do backstory with not just... Having a character, having your a main character just say the entire backstory in a monologue. Yeah. And then be like, okay, that's done. Let's move on now. Like you just have a character whose story happens to involve a major part of the now universe that this is taking place in. Yeah. Because I don't even think they mention a, the gate explosion in the live action. Like I don't know if, no. I don't know if anything is involved in that that's not just the syndicate. Yeah. But this is where we we get told that there was a, an explosion on the moon 50 years ago. They fucked a bunch of shit up. This kid stopped aging. Yeah. Because he got a bunch of superpowers and he's got gamma rays blasted into his little body. <laughs> that just microwaved his parents. Yeah. But yeah. he was fine. Because he was under a rock or something? He was under his parents. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> Um, and let me get a little bit of lightness with Heavy Metal Queen. Oh my god, I fucking love Heavy Metal Queen. It is like, yes, it is perfect to me. I what the it. right amount of like levity in what Spike goes through in this episode? Just mm-hmm. having a bad hangover, just really wanting that that prairie oyster. It's all he wants in what? life. 
Which, oh, Christ. Him uh, saying the ingredients of that thing. Fuck, no. I'd rather be hungover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and then, like, bringing in... Uh, VT. VT, thank you. Her character, everything that goes on with that. Like, and, it's interesting that this episode is told through her perspective, yeah. essentially. I like it. I also think that this is the one and only episode they didn't completely fuck in the live action. <laughs> Did they do this one more? They didn't do this one. Am I crazy right now? They didn't do anything like this one. I thought they did. I'm crazy. Never mind. Ignore me. No. No, you won't ignore me or no. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep talking. But, okay. um, but, Never mind. I'm, I'm crazy. It's because we watched, It's a, 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 it was a palate cleanser. Yeah. Around it. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, no. Anyways, I fucking love this episode. It's a real solid episode. It's so fucking great. It's a, it's a good way, like, again, like, it's you a way of- You just had two very heavy episodes. And again, yeah. the way I watch this normally is just give it to me all at once. Mm-hmm. I need this lightness. I need Spike just being fucking hungover as shit. Need like need this woman who's just badass, and we're gonna go s- chase down this guy with a snake tat, a dragon tattoo. Turns out it's not that big ass guy; it's this little shrimpy dude. Yeah. So this uh, kind of peddling back something I said earlier. I feel like the show has- actually sucks. <laughs> the show actually sucks. The show actually fucking sucks. Backpedal when I say uh, <laughs> um, I think it has a small amount of like drop in episodes where it doesn't matter if you just watch that one. Oh, yeah, you like, could just watch this. This one. I feel like you'd be confused as fuck. But you maybe. Just it's it. just a show about bounty hunters. Who knows who the main characters are? Whatever. There's just a cast of characters. Like maybe she's a main character, whatever. She's dog the bounty hunter. Yeah. Um, and then like this one, like Mushroom Samba, like just fucking watch them at any point and it doesn't okay. fucking matter. Um, you just, you want to get through some heavy shit and then watch this again? Do it. It's fine. Yeah. 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 I, I absolutely love this episode. It's got everything about this show that I love. Mm-hmm. It has got Faye... Being like, yeah, this big tough guy and him with his like little grouper fish or whatever the shit it is instead of a dragon. I feel like that character is a very Carol and Tuesday-esque character. The big guy? Yeah. 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 Both of them, it's, though. It's the, got the, Faye, the real guy and the big guy. Yeah. It's oh, got yeah. the, the hijinksy Scooby-Doo bullshit like, that Faye's going through with trying to find the right bounty and then what's going on with him. It's got the right amount of... Like, it's the undertone of what VT and Spike are talking about is the perfect amount of emotion, mm-hmm. where neither is emotional, but both are talking about something that's heavy and just leaning on the right person at the right time. Like, Spike needed somebody at that point to just lean on for a minute to just tell him it's okay to be not okay. Yeah. And keep going. Yeah. It's but also, got the right amount I of- hate you. <laughs> Because but of also, what I you are. fucking hate you for what you are. It's also got the right amount of action and shit exploding. And stuff happening in space. Yeah. And truckers. And truckers. I'm telling you, there is a mystery Bernstein, Bernstein Bears movie out there that I have watched with truckers. 
What the and fuck? Arm wrestling, and I don't remember. Over the top? No, it's not over the top. We've talked about this before. Maybe it wasn't arm wrestling. I don't know. It's like high fiving, and like there's a movie out there. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but this was very much back into that for me. Yeah. Fair enough. This is also a good example of this. Like, you don't have to tie everything into a main storyline to have it build the world. And yeah. Like, yeah, you just have good, well, well written characters that are unique and interact with the world, and that gives us something to. Like it tells us something about the world that exists around here. Mm-hmm. And then by just being with the characters, Spike and Jet and Faye okay. as they're existing, we are like, we know these characters now instead of being told like, no, they're family. They're your family. You yeah. love these characters. Like You just get to spend time with them and like them. Also in another life, I am BT. That's also why I really love this episode. That's fair. <laughs> uh, episode eight waltz for Venus. Another, this, I feel like this one is even lighter. Like this one just is, this this, this is the one that's just like, oh, Spike Spiegel has the loop in the third disease of like, if there's a cute girl around, he's going to be like, well, I'm going to help her out. <laughs> like he tries that in episode one, uh, yeah. fails miserably. But this time he's a little bit more successful. I mean, kind of. Her brother still dies. Yeah, but now she can see, so it's fine. So it's fine. <laughs> her disease is cured. Yeah. Uh, this, like, it, it's, it's a mixed bag to me because it's like, it's a little bit on that lighter side, but it's also, it just ends on a downer. And like, one of, one of my biggest things, uh, with this episode specifically is when like Spike goes to give her the plant and then she's like, oh, yeah, where's my brother? And and he's like, oh, yeah, about that. And she's like, oh, he died. He died probably doing something stupid and reckless. And at no point is Spike like, shut the fuck up, bitch. He got you this plant so you could see again. That's what he died doing. <laughs> I mean, like, yep, think whatever you want about your shitty dead brother, I guess. Bye. To be fair, from like Spike Spiegel's perspective, she's probably at, she's probably right. Yeah, because he's just like, yeah, that was stupid, you idiot. Why'd yeah. you do that? I knew that guy for half an hour, and he got himself killed. Because I feel like this is like Rocco is the first time where we see Spike Spiegel see somebody die. He's not just like, huh? Oh well. Yeah. He's just kind of like, like it's the first time you see it affect him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I episode one, it affects him a little bit. But that's because she's hot. He's like, mm, girl. <laughs> and then she dies. He's like, oh, girl. She also Aww, pretty much kills, kills herself, which is probably like, he's just like, well, that doesn't make sense. So I feel like there's a couple of different things in, at play in that that would like go against his. His immediate like. Self-preservation. Yeah. Whereas Rocco is very much like, oh, somebody else. He was trying to do a thing. And then he's dead. And then he's dead. And it actually affects me instead of being like, hmm, oh, well. Like, yeah, like, earlier on, like, maybe pre-beginning of the show, like, beginning of this show, <laughs> like, Spike would just been like, well, whatever, and just walked away from the plant. Yeah. But I feel like after the sympathy for the devil, I think that was, like, there's, like, you, you can see, see things. And that's what's great point. about this mm-hmm. show is that, you see shift in our characters and it's not drastic. They don't tell you that immediate. it's happening. <laughs> yeah. And they don't tell you what's happening. And honestly, the only way you know is if you watch 
episode one and compare it to episode 23. Yeah. Do you see a shift in Spike? It's so, so slow. And even at times, he's still the same person he was in episode one. Like, you have to watch it to see that actually happen. Yeah. Uh, episode nine, jamming with Edward, we're introduced. Yay, Edward! To the correct Edward. God. The, the right Edward. The, the other good. thing is it's so crazy to rethink about that it takes nine episodes for Edward to show up. To have the character who's been in the opening sequence of this show. Yeah, nine fucking ep- episodes. And then you get introduced to Edward, who leaves in episode 25? Three. So episode 23. Oh, no, sorry, 24. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 13 episodes later, not even there till the end. Yeah. Which, for the best. Yeah. Seriously. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is any, like, not, this is just essentially introducing Edward into the show. Yeah. And yeah. Kind of. And talking more about what's happened to Earth, because that's where Edward's this at. This is where we first Earth. see Earth for the first time. We see time. Earth for mm-hmm. the first time. We talk more about what's happened to the planet since the gate accident. Like, yeah. Kind of getting a, a little bit more of an idea of what state this place is actually in. And it's yeah. not good. No. Nope. Not good. Get but we inter- got seven foot tall basketball playing drag queen hackers, so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, named Radical Ed. Named Radical Edward. Uh, episode 10. An episode that exists just so that the live action. this Like this one, it gets the worst some of the worst of it for the live action. Which this, this is, is this is the bitch of an ex-wife gets introduced. God damn. That they they steal for that. Yeah. The first jet episode. Yeah. Uh we did not watch this one for our quick No, we did not. Yeah. But that's because I know this one and also I don't I watched I skipped the ones where Jet was being kind of cringy. Which is a lot of them. God damn. Jet is cringe as fuck a lot of the time. <laughs> Anytime he opens his mouth and the word women or woman comes out, it's like, guy, stop. Fucking stop. stop. Don't do it. He's a. He, Jet is. He's a Jet. He's goddamn Gen Zers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jet is 100% an example of stop giving men microphones. <laughs> like A little bit, yeah. Also, unpopular opinion, this is probably my, the bottom for me of the Jet episodes. I think my favorite episodes is everyone's least favorite episode for some for some. Yeah. But, uh, <coughs> yeah. I would, I would like to unpack that when we get to that episode of what... I mean, there's not a lot to this episode. You meet his ex. Yeah. Who's not a bitch boy, of an ex-wife. Who's not a bitch of an ex-wife. Who's not <laughs> keeping his kid from him. Because he doesn't have, he doesn't a, kid. have a kid. And he wasn't sent to... He's not an ex-convict because he's not... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he specifically <laughs> left the police force because there was no... There was no fixing the corruption from the inside. So why bother trying? That's why he left the police force. Yeah. Because that's the reason. Because it's a it's a commentary on the, on the police. Because it's a dystopia. Itself. It's a dystopia. God damn it! Anyway, uh, yeah, but she's got a shitty boyfriend who is you know got a on, bounty on his head on the run from the syndicate and whatnot. Yeah, and the police or one of the syndicates and the police he gets and, arrested. Yeah, and then the episode over. And then the episode's over. Uh, toys in the attic. 
Oh, hands down, one of the best. This is another one. Just watch this episode randomly. Yeah. Fucking great time. It's a good time. Yeah, because, like, one of the least connected episodes to the, like, overall mythology. Yeah. Because, like, there's no other characters. There's, It's just aliens in space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I guess alien was in space, but it's Cowboy Bebop <laughs> alien. Well, what if alien, but in space? <laughs> what if alien... But in a spaceship in space. Perfect. (laughs) Write it. This is is the first episode, but not the last, where the episode ended, and I was like, how did they get out of that situation (laughs) entirely? Wait, what? Spike does something. It's fine. Like, he shoots it out the airlock, and then they're like, well, I guess everything's fine now. Credits. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's one of those poisonings, like a like a food poisoning, where you just kind of just, just get over it after you a while. Just walk it off. <laughs> I mean, I guess it technically is a food poisoning. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah, it's just you know. Yeah, they recover. It's fine. Uh, this this was gonna take a while to unpack. Episodes twelve and thirteen, Jupiter Jazz, parts one and two. <gasps> Again, just like it's it's hard not to compare since it was so so botched. I mean, I feel like they didn't. Okay, so they didn't even try. <laughs> story time with Jonathan. Okay. <laughs> Jupiter Jazz parts one and two are the first episodes of this show that I ever saw. All oh, those Hachi good stories. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so and you continued to watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Because it made me feel things, and I was like, oh, I need more of that. Oh, I'm 13, and I don't have enough of my own angst? D- yeah, exactly. These, these are the, definitely the first two episodes that I definitely like brought a tear to my eye, specifically because yeah. of the song at the end of part two. Like, I'm glad they didn't bring that into the live action, because that would have no. made me upset. But like, yeah. it's a fucking gut punch at the end of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so watching episode one of this, not being sure which character is a main character and, when, and who is what, and then Spike gets shot at the end of part one, and I'm just like, like, oh, oh, him. <laughs> I thought he was the main guy. That's got to be the main guy. <laughs> well, fuck me, I guess. And then part two, can, and like all, uh, and you, like everything that happens there, and you realize what's going on. But like, I have this, so. <clears throat> My connection to these two episodes is a very large portion of my disdain for the live action thing because this is the story is just right there and they just ignore it and they made Gotham instead. And I just, I, there are certain things that I feel like are maybe forgivable. But, like, fucking up this. But literally taking characters from these episodes and then tossing everything else out the window. Except for essentially their name. Yeah. They took the characters' names and tossed everything else out the window and said, let's write new characters. Go. In Annie's case, they didn't even keep the name. Yeah. And then, so, like, I know that in some circles there is possibly like it's pretty it's, when people talk about it they're pretty vague about it but I get like there are there could possibly be some controversy with Gren in the anime right yeah but also like if this character isn't like doesn't fit the exact 
mold, then that I don't think that character is supposed to represent all things. Like different people come to different experiences and different situations in different ways. And if that's not the like universal way, yeah. then it's not supposed like I was gonna say I I'm can I guess I get I would get Gren isn't supposed to be a universal representation. No, Gren is a an individual. Yeah. A hundred percent is a yeah. unique individual who had a unique individual experience and if you take anything from cowboy bebop it should be that we are all very unique and all very much our own individuals and even when we go through the same fucking events together it shapes each and every one of us differently our three main like three main adult characters go through the same fucking situations in each episode and are very much shaped very differently from it yeah. Gren is is meant to be just who who they are. He's just meant to be who he is. Yeah. And I think that's that's like as specific as I'll go because it is very like the character is specific for himself. Yeah. yeah. It's so one of the things that people look at and it's not I don't know, maybe it's Again, not not my story to tell, not my fight, whatever. But like one of the biggest problems that people have from what I've seen is that what happens to Gren is something that happens to him. Yeah. And to me, that is not the show... If you choose to read it as the show being like, yeah, aren't trans people shitty? That's a weird way to read that. Also, it's a it's much a greater indictment of, again, the Japanese government, which is what a lot of this show is of, gee, isn't some of the things the Japanese government do super shitty? Yes. Yes, it is. They specifically sterilize trans people in Japan. You don't think they would like experiment on prisoners and give them drugs that might just lead to side effects of their body going through something to this effect. And that person just accepts it. And it just is a part that's, of who they are. Now that's the huge part is that at no point is Gren angry about what the side effect of being experimented on happened. At no point is that what he is angry about. Yeah. He is angry that somebody he thought was a comrade, someone he thought of as a very close person to him, betrayed him. Yeah. That is where all of his anger yeah. is from. That is where all of his, and it's not even full anger. At that, at the point when we meet Gren, it's not even anger anymore. It's more of just like, I just need to fucking know. I want to know why. I want to know if he did it, and yeah. if he did, why? And that's what I need to know. I just need to know if this person who I've been being told did it, did it. So I can have my final acceptance and move past this. We see Gren in the end stages of whatever grief or anger or whatever he's gone through. Yeah. And he's in acceptance. He just needs that one last question answered. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, if you ha if you are exper experimented on against your will, 
it's perfectly fine to be upset yeah. with the no, thing. Yeah, 100% is totally valid for you to be pissed. So, like, I don't understand where people are getting that Gren's a shitty person because at no point does anything yeah. Gren do. It's, it's, there's, it's, if you look at it from one side, you could be like, that's bad representation, but I think that what they meant to portray is the, is the opposite of like, he's living in a body that doesn't fit who he is, who he is. And so like, I think looking at it that way might be more... somebody has trapped him in a body. Yeah. That he so he's does, trapped that in a body that doesn't who fit who he is. Yeah. Which I mean, and he takes painstaking steps yeah. to ensure that the body that he is showing reflects who he is. Yeah. yeah. But at any rate, that doesn't reflect our any of our three personal. So no. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Someone plays chess <laughs> online chess. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah. Moving right along. Mm-hmm. Um. Another. Uh, what, one last point to uh, Jupiter Jazz, though. By the way. Fuck the live action version for fucking with those people. The end. Yeah. I'm really glad they didn't try touching that with a 10-foot bowl. Oh, no. They they would not. That would have been. No. There would have been no way to not read it in the worst possible way if yeah. they tried to do something. Yeah. Because I've seen the fucking mayo-ass dude that ran this show. He would not have. He mm-hmm. has no idea anything outside of his own growing up in Cape Cod in a mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, does that like, is there any Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, we get, we get a little bit of flavor of there's evil corporations out there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. Again, you sprinkle it in, you sprinkle it in. You don't have the characters turn to the camera and say something. Yeah. Or just remove evil corporations entirely. Uh, I don't think the live action thinks there's any, there's such a thing as evil corporations from my, if I can remember. No, that would have been. Oh, it's not actually this evil corporation. It's that this company was a front for the syndicate. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be the fucking syndicate, guys. It just doesn't. Um, My Funny Valentine. Whitney. <sighs> Matsumoto. Oh, Whitney. Haggis Matsumoto. Whitney. That couldn't possibly be a man's name. And that's why. That's why. That that's what tells me that they would fuck up anything if if, yeah. if they had tried to do anything with because they're just like no we are we're gender essentialists here at the live action cowboy bebop <laughs> Whitney that's a woman's name god yeah. damn it we're sticking to our guns um uh, yeah everything everything about this was done completely fucking wrong so yeah I I, I just want to say women out there if you fall in love with a man that doesn't make you any less deserving of being a, a person oh you're a you're a, you, no matter what the la times may say that doesn't make you any less valid of a human being yeah especially like you got you get conned by a team of con people yeah and one of them is a hot dude and one from of them the is- minute you wake up from a from a freaking 30 year fucking coma or 50, 50 year coma 50 year coma you wake up from a 50-year coma, and the doctor, the nurse, and a dude from the insurance agency are all in on it on you? Yeah. Yeah, that's not you, babe. That's not... That's not you, babe. You're not stupid. You're amazing. You're not a shitty character. Especially since 
the first thing she actually fucking does is be like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I can't pay for that. I got to run. Like she doesn't lean. Oh, somebody help me. Even if you have, even if your first thought is, oh my God, I need some fucking help. You're fine. Please do get some help. But her first thought is I got to get the fuck away from these people. I got to get the fuck out of here. At no point is this her fault. Yeah. At no point is she a bad human being because this happens to her. Yeah. But uh, it's, again, like, this is probably the closest that the show gets to the, like, the modern of, like, we have to tell the story in a specific way because mm-hmm. of actually showing flashbacks instead of sprinkling the backstory in. Yeah. But I feel like it's fine because, again, it's 24, these are 24-minute episodes. They're not dragging their feet to get to that 54-minute runtime. Yeah, you can just have a flashback episode and it's fine. Yeah. Um, I think there is an issue having two back to back because the next episode is Black Dog Serenade. So having like yeah two episodes of like we got to look back to the past. Well, we're finally we've spent enough time with our characters that you care about them and you're yeah. interested in them enough. To be able to be like, okay, well, here's an entire episode about Faye's backstory. At this point, you know who Faye is. You've spent enough time with her. Hell yeah, give me an entire episode of just Faye's backstory. I can do that. Oh, the next one's about Jet's fucking backstory? Hell yeah, let's go. I need that. And he's talking about a guy, so you know it won't be completely cringe anytime he opens his mouth. (laughs) Um, This is where we find out how Jet gets his robot arm. Yeah. And then they go fight a bunch of people. An entire prison ship full of people. Yeah, uh, that's got that episode's got some body count. Yeah, it does. Also, like, <sighs> and also, like, I <laughs> even though the evil partner thing was pulled directly from this, I feel like I saw it coming three million miles away in the live action versus this one. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't need to you don't need to spend ten minutes talking about fucking tamales or whatever the fuck. No. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think when I first watched this, I realized it was the partner until you know it's the partner, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I read things way far in advance a lot of times. Yeah. I think it was definitely like a wait a holy shit! It really is him. Uh, the one thing that I dislike about this episode has nothing to do with the writing, acting, or anything. Um, it's the fact that Jet should not have given that man that fucking cigarette. Those things are expensive. And you just found out this dude is the reason you're missing an arm. Fuck him. He gets no dying cigarettes. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and also, he takes like one puff on it, and then it falls and then out just of his dies. And then dies, and it falls out of his mouth. If I was Jet, I'd be picking that shit just up. Pick that one up. Rub like, it that's off mine a now. That's my cigarette. <laughs> It's expensive. Get your fucking scumbag germs off my cigarette, and I'm going to smoke this now. Yeah. That asshole yeah. doesn't. This is also one of the few one of the few times in the anime that Jet actually leaves the the bebop, which is a very important character trait, where he's just not always going off on doing shit off of the bebop. In his fucking trike. Yeah. And he thinks that he's going to, yeah. And he thinks he's going to die. He leaves Ed in charge of the bonsai. Like... It's a big deal for it. For yeah. Jet. 
I mean, he leaves he leaves the ship a few times. Like he leaves he the ship does. in Jupiter Jazz. Boy, he leaves it a few times, but that's not the point. The point is that he goes off on his own completely to do a thing. Yeah, to do yeah. a thing yeah. in Jupiter Jazz. He's off the ship because everybody else is off the ship, and he's gonna go fucking he's do like, something I too. Find, I guess. Where did everybody go? Yeah, I mean, I this is I'm, also he's like for fucking Faye at that point. He's like, yeah. God damn it. We're 16 episodes into a show, and this is like the third or fourth time he's actually gone off to do something, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like, yeah, he just goes off on his own all the time. It's yeah, like, no, Spike goes off on his own all the goddamn time. Faye yeah. leaving the ship is not a big deal. Like, Jet leaving the ship for a big chunk of time, not telling anybody. Like, there's Ed- a reason. They're telling Edward to take care of his bonsai. Like, yeah. there's a, f- something's fucking going on with this guy. Mushroom Samba. Oh, Probably mushroom the wildest Samba. episode. <laughs> fucking crazy. Like, like it. This is where I think this is where Samurai Shampoo I think comes from a lot of because mm. there's like a lot of similarities of like the way the action is. Yeah, like every everybody's leaning forward all the time towards the camera, and there's a lot of action going on. Everyone's flying around doing stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of uh, oh, what's the the Quentin Tarantino movie with uh, fucking what's her name? Kill Bill. <laughs> No, the one before that, Jackie Brown. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's the actress that's in that? Oh, shit. At any rate, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, like, you could, she's definitely the the inspiration for the character from this. Yeah. Um, And it's good, like, we get to see Ed... Go on. Off on their own. Off on her own own adventure. The fucking the the scooter chase aces. You mean yeah? This particular fucking yeah, absolutely. Go to the The, IMBD for this for this episode. It's just the the picture. Also, like Disney Star Wars has been cribbing this episode's homework for Mm -hmm. all of their shit. (laughs) Yeah. And like you're just like, oh, I can just watch this good version of that train scene <laughs> instead of all the kind of shitty ones that they've been doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like everyone gets high. It's pretty funny. Oh, like it's so good. I, my favorite is either Ayn just like bouncing away into this. It's like a squeaky distance. toy. Yeah. <laughs> Or it's Spike thinking he's climbing up an infinite staircase, but he's actually not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> both both of those both of those are good. But it's what is uh, it? like he uh He's like going off into the universe like the universe is talking to him. Yeah, and, and he just like comes upon a little frog. I don't remember what the frog says, but he just like keeps walking up the stairs like stupid little frog. <laughs> uh definitely a good reprieve from like some really heavy episodes. And then yeah. just right back into it. With speak like a child. Like, God damn. Did you want to cry over Faye? Because let's make you fucking cry over Faye. Though this, I will say this episode has the lightness enough in it. Because you see Faye, because like we're mainly this episode is Faye freaking the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Because somebody's coming for her and she's got to hide and she's freaking the fuck out. And we now know why. And the guy's going on the doofiest adventure trying to get this goddamn tape to play. Jet is hellbent on that he is watching whatever this fucking tape is because <laughs> I paid for it. I'm watching it. So they go and they fuck this guy's shop. It was it's 
it's it's interesting seeing what the what old retro futuristic stuff is going to look like. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. hey, tapes will be around forever. Oh, that's yeah. cute. It, I would say they thought VHS was going to be around, but they, they at least it was like, no, this is ancient technology. Okay, I'll give it that. Yeah, I'll give it that. Also, like, to be fair to the show, if there's a big giant space gate explosion that shoots weird radiation, magnetic tapes are probably going to be more durable than laser etched. Yeah. Discs. And they were saying that, like, he was watching tapes, but he was also being like, it wasn't digital. Isn't that crazy? At least, like, the guys were like, they did what? Yeah. Yeah. They had what? They had what? It was all magnetic, not like today. It's like, what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about, dude? Um, But Jet and Spike's adventure into this museum on Earth to get this beta player is one of my favorite chunks of time in Cowboy Bebop because it is just some of the goofiest mousetrap-esque shit that they could go through to where like I'm pretty sure several times while we were watching it I was like how are they getting back though? But like, how are they The way back, back is is definitely They keep fucking this shit up. They, there's no back. It's like, Tomb Raider rules. Like when you get to the end like something's <laughs> A thing opens up and oh I'm on ground level now. Oh look yeah. I know I'm deep in this cave and my Pokemon are about to die. Oh I have a rope. I just got out. I don't I know just how. Got, Yeah exactly. Yeah he's an escape rope. He's <laughs> an escape rope. Because they do. Because when you watch them get all the way there and then they're suddenly back on the ship. And they're like walking, yeah, through like knee high water and then just coming back. And then just boom, on the ship. On the ship with the, with the wrong, wrong fucking tape player, which is the best part. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to the writers for having any other character motivation other than their parents worked too much and the writers had issues with their parents. And that's the only thing they can manage to do. Yeah. Like the tape is very much is much more affecting here. You get a lot more information. Strangely, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's less vague than the live action, which is a a turn. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's you. It's good, it's but it, and it, but good. it's also not a setup for future episodes, which is another bonus. Yeah, but not it's like just... it does, but not not of like here's just enough to let you know like we're gonna get to this later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the last, like, them watching the tape. And then her little speech to herself. Fuck. Because um, you know, because oh, I'm not going to say every 15-year-old out there has done it, but I'm going to go with almost every teenager out there has done that. They've either written it in their head or videotaped in their head or they actually wrote it or actually videotaped themselves a message. And it all does sound like that of just, like, I believe in you. I'm your cheerful little one. And you're like, oh my God, my freaking 15-year-old self. Man, I was a, such a loser. What an idiot I <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, what an idiot was I? Oh my gosh, look how much like naivete. Yeah. Look at how much positivity look I how had. how hopeful I was in that look moment. how hopeful I was. And um, it, with Faye not knowing herself at all. Just like, yeah, looking, like watching that and just being like, I don't know who that is. I don't remember that. I know that's my face, but that's all I got. Yeah. She doesn't end it by going, Mommy. And then smash cut the credits. 
Oh, Lord. I will say that is like the only moment in the live action one that I was like, hey, I think they I think they kind of actually did it. That that one. Oh, that's for season two. OK, never mind. Oh, yeah. Never, never mind. Um, Canceled. <laughs> episode 19, Wild Horses. The, I don't even I don't think there's anything to talk about in this episode. The, the side quest of the episode. Yeah. Like <laughs> the end. How does it end? Somebody explain to me what the fuck happens in like the last five <laughs> minutes because I'm not 100% sure still. Because, yeah. Piero LeFou. Piero LeFou. Which is, uh, just, again, like, it's right fucking there. They give you everything you need. Why yeah. the fuck? They ruined it so badly. I don't, I... Long-time listeners know this. I am a very big proponent of you You read the book and then you watch the movie and then I'm mad. <laughs> like that's, how yeah. my, that's my cycle. I, I read the book and I watch the movie, then I'm mad because it, it's right there. Every tiny little piece of source material you could ever want in a book is right there for you for your movie. Why the fuck are you ruining this? The anime is right fucking there. Yeah. And it's like I can understand not doing things because you don't have the budget for it. Sure. But sure. they fucking did this shit because they yeah. had a budget for it they, somehow. They 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 did it. They just did it wrong. Like changing yeah. things just for shits and giggles doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't understand why Ayn has to be a part of his backstory. That's what I was hinting at earlier in this. Is yeah. why the fuck is Ayn a part of his backstory? Like that is unnecessary to a like maximum yeah. to maximum. So that he could also remote control the robot <sighs> dog. We don't and- talk about the robot. Uh- dog. Okay. So here, here's more, more, more on, on like this, this whole thing is again, what the live action show does is it removes any indictment of the Japanese government that this show, the anime, was just like, yeah, we'll put that in. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. He was created in an ISSP laboratory. To be a super soldier. Not created by Vicious and some scientists. To be an assassin. For an, to for be an a- assassin <laughs> for the syndicate. He was meant to. He was meant to be the first of a probably a, a huge a wave of super, of super cops of super cops. To be fair, in the anime, they do talk about the Titan Wars and actually depict some of it, as opposed to just saying, "Yeah, we we were gonna do him for the Titan Wars, but then we stopped until you showed up just now, and then we're gonna activate him." Yeah. Yeah. Fucking fucking God. Christ. I forgot that we did that too. Oh yeah. Oh, fucking Christ. Uh, yeah, this, so the original, my original, like, couple watch throughs, this was my least favorite episode, because it skeeved me the fuck out. <laughs> it's not, That's... it's not lighthearted, it is scary <laughs> as fuck. I'm really glad this wasn't your first episode that you watched. Oh, I wouldn't have watched the show after this. <laughs> I would have been like, nope. I'm pretty sure first watch through, I kept looking at you being like, is this still the same fucking show? What am I watching? Yeah. So having this having this be this is like such a weird detached thing too where most of it is like Spike is just out on his own trying to like survive the purge and Jet is like <laughs> literally the just, purge from yeah. the ground. <laughs> 
Jet's just like doing cop shit, trying to figure out who the hell this guy is that's going around doing stuff, not realizing that that guy is hunting Spike. Well, and but that's not true because he got they get told he gets told your partner's oh, in a lot of fucking trouble. That's right, he does. Because any guy, anybody who sees this guy's face, which the fact that Spike just happened to walk up to this dude like Merkin, some guys, it's just like, oh, buddy, you got some real bad luck. Yeah. Also, you got some real bad luck. I think we can all agree if you if you can play pool, you're cooler than if you can bowl. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, yeah, hands down, one thousand. Pool players, you're cooler than bowlers. Yep. Yeah, throwing that out there. Oh, and he just fucking aces that guy too. He like, does. He where even, the guy just like walks away from the table. Like he doesn't even wait for him to sink the eight ball. He's like, fuck it, I'm not. I'm not even gonna get to play this round. Yeah, he didn't. Um, it's so. It's just so well done, and because it's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. It's menacing, and. Like, you're honestly concerned for Spike. They have created something in a world where you're like, yeah, now Spike gets himself out of some really weird-ass shit. He fell out of the fucking top floor of a building that was being exploded by the grenade that he left behind and landed on fucking stairs, slept for three days, and was fine. And was fine. But in this, you're like, ah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think this guy's going to, I don't, like, this is the first time we see Spike really carry an injury with him. He gets out of his ship and his, you know, he's hugging a rib. Yeah. And then stands up and is like, nope, nope, I can't show weakness. I'm fine. It's fine. Like, and then to have the, the villain crumple to be a five, like, as a five-year-old child is just, Yeah. Yeah. Again, the 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 only thing the fucking showrunner for the live action took away was that Spike kills kids. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the only like the only, one of the only changes in the live action that I'm like I'm fine with it is not having a big giant animatronic parade go through at the end because like that would have that would have been really expensive. Oh, well, yeah. also it would have looked like shit. Oh yeah. god, um, it would have been so bad. It's uh, it's part of my favorite thing is that he just gets crushed by that giant dog's foot. By that giant not Pluto. And yeah. he's just gone. And he's gone. Um the lowest rated episode of the series, episode 21, Boogie Woogie Feng Shui. Yeah. So why why is this not your least favorite of the Jet episodes? Because I think it's fine. Like, it's better than... Uh, you what? It's better than Ganymede Elegy. What? Oh, if anything, I could be your boyfriend. Yeah, that line alone? Done. Done. <laughs> no thank you, Jet. Get God the fuck di- away from me. Stop saying things, Stop Jet. talking, Jet. Get You're done. You're done for now. He is so creepy to this girl. I'm fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with Jet being creepy. I mean, like, I'm not Josh Jet Black. So, like... Yeah, it just it's un- him, so him it's being un- weird is not is it is not uncomfortable for me to me watch personally. so again this is very much a life experience thing then because it is uncomfortable for me to watch him be this creepy to this girl as a woman because this shit happens and has happened to me where somebody has just been this level of not okay towards you i feel like it's a little bit more played up in the because i so i didn't watch the 
the dub. I watched the sub, and I think they, I think it's they played it, it up, up a little bit, bit more. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, because he's real like the because that, like, that's is not how, how Jet talks to her the whole in, fucking in, time. No, in the in the anime, it's more like. Well, this is the anime. You mean the sub? I mean, the in the sub, yeah. it's more of like, he's, he's like, well, I'm old now, but not soup, not that old, but I'm older. It's not, he's not like being like, hey, I'm we could be boy. experienced, baby, which is how <laughs> Jet comes off in the dub. Yeah. No, it's more like, he's He's just, he's not, he's not, he's not happy be getting older, which I can relate to. So it's definitely a looping thing of just like, cool. Don't hey, be creepy to girls. Then. Well, I mean, it's, it's definitely a loop Cagliostro thing of like, there's a man and a woman talking, talking to each other. Obviously they have oh. to be romantic tension as opposed to just like, it's not really romantic tension so much as one is gross and one is not. It's it's a, it's a continuous thing of jet just really putting his foot in his mouth. Yeah. I feel like they, that, that, that was definitely ratcheted. Constantly shooting a shot and it missing not only the rim, but the entire backboard. And actually it's in the stands for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, he definitely doesn't shoot his shot in the uh, in the sub. <laughs> oh, okay. So I mean, it's a perfect like outside of like stupid things. Just as a side, like the the <laughs> journey of the girl trying to find her father, and then it also to, like includes some important information. Like this is where we find out what year everything happened when the yeah. thing. Spoilers: the space the moon blew up in 2020. By the way, just in case anyone. I thought was. it was 2022. It's 2022. The moon blows up in 2022. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's when what's his name was born. That's when her dad was born. In one in, of the later in one episodes, of the episodes, it says they it's said tw- the gate accident was in, was in twenty twenty two. No, folks, we got we got a we got a we got a, a moon to blow up. Hey, <laughs> SpaceX has got that rocket going to the moon. So, um, fingers crossed. But yeah, there's there's a puzzle to solve. There's some action going yeah. on. There's some more. We get important date. We get dates. Um, but I think I think her father was born in 2020, 2020 I think, or twenty twenty one, somewhere around there. So, got that to look good. Got that to look forward to. Okay, episode episode twenty two. <sighs> I don't I don't know why you adapt the le- lesser important part of a storyline and remove the important part. Yeah, for reals. Yeah, for so, real, folks. Teddy Bomber is not justice for cowboy a character. Andy. Cowboy, cow, cowboy Andy, cowboy Andy, cowboy Andy. Andy, justice for cowboy Andy. <laughs> like they they took Teddy Bomber and then actually flesh out the reason why he's doing anything in the live action one. The point of it is that nobody around him Jesus fucking shit. cares. Even the cops at the end who are just like. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna tell you why I did what I did. Hey, look, there's Cowboy Andy. <laughs> hey, look, it's Cowboy Andy. Like that was the whole point of the fucking character, and they fucking yeah. got rid of it. And then, like, he even at the end of that episode is just like, you know what? Maybe it, it all doesn't matter. Maybe he's like, I don't fucking even care anymore. I don't even. I'm care blowing why shit I up because I'm blowing shit up. It wasn't like, yeah, and and the rigging the stupid futuristic explosive to create a halo around whatever explodes. Shut the fuck up. 
He was just choosing buildings going by height. Yeah. It doesn't need to be that some That was my big favorite thing. is the, the simplicity of it, of Ed just being like, it's just buildings by height. Yeah. It's the next one. <laughs> this this oh, is the next damn one. Damn it. Also, of all of the shit for the live action not to do with how goofy it fucking turned out to be, you don't take Cowboy Andy? I bet he was a season two thing. Probably. I bet he was going to be in season two. But then two. you have to keep Teddy Bomber because that's the whole point of yeah. Teddy Bomber. <laughs> Fuck that joke. Um, Cowboy Andy's great. I like how. God, that's good. I love that you can hear the music way before he's there. Yeah. Like coming up an <laughs> elevator and it's God, just. It's so good. Oh, it's great. The fact that he is also voiced by Timmy Turner's father. Yeah. Hats off to that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, episode twenty-three, probably the best. I know I say this every time, but this is the biggest swing and a miss of the of the adaptation that oh, they did. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, everything was everything was bad. From the weird guy that they got to be the guy who and again like this go that goes to they they don't think that there can be an evil corporation because that's what it is. Mm. It's an evil corporation, but in the thing it's it's just some guy that accidentally did a thing. And then it's fine. It's like no, like there's it was it was a thing that they actually meant. It was what they meant to do. Everything worked perfectly, and it got at like they didn't give a shit if it went out of control or not. Mm-hmm. It wasn't some guy in sunglasses indoors who definitely looks like a dollar store Stephen Root. Yeah, who was doing a British American accent, even though he's from um, born in the United States. Yeah. It's like, no, fucking, it's a cult started by a fucking catatonic kid who's some, somebody still thought it was a good idea to hook his brain up to all this fucking computing power. He was in the metaverse and he created a cult. Yeah. Fuck. That's going to happen. Oh my God. Um, it's already happening. Yeah. And yeah. so, the, so then Spike starts getting his brain sucked into the thing. Mm-hmm. Right at towards the end, and that's kind what, of, but that's, not really. Yeah, but not, not, not like, like they were doing in the live action. No, 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 no. no. In the but live action, his brain was full sucked in there, and he was dying. Yeah, but that that's what leads into the movie, right? This episode, I think so, because that's what because when he starts seeing the butterfly, this is when he starts being like, "What is what is real life?" Yeah, am I still dreaming? So having now watched the show and going into the movie, I would say watch the show. <laughs> watch the show first. Absolutely. Yeah. We said that when we watched the movie. We were like, oh, yeah, you got to watch the show. Yeah. And then like, I, I get saying that the movie, like, as a standalone thing, it works. But, like, <laughs> hot damn, it works so much more if you have the full picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's, it's having... It's you, having a drawing of a horse. And you're like, yep, that's a drawing of a horse. But then if you add the show into it, then you have like, oh, this is a horse running in a field and there's mountains behind it. And I was going to say, seeing, other a, seeing a drawing of a horse and being like, huh, that's a horse. And then and then putting down the piece of paper and then six Picking months up. later, being seeing a real horse for the first time and being like, oh, that's what the picture <laughs> was. Of. Okay, yeah. now I can see the um. Yeah, 
Uh, episode 24, the probably uh, hard mm-hmm. luck woman. God damn. Every time. Cry. Every fucking I time. Cry every time. <laughs> and it's, it's. You it, know what gets me? It. Do you know what really gets me to cry every time? When Ed says bye bye on the ship, paints no. the thing on the thing. And that, no, because I'm already crying by that point. That gets me to ball, but I'm already <laughs> crying. You know what gets me to cry? And it is not Faye. Though everything with Faye is heartbreaking. Jesus. Everything with Faye is heartbreaking. Faye saying, like, I almost start to tear up every time when Faye's like, oh, I'm a ghost from a mm-hmm. distant past. And then, like, runs. The only thing that doesn't get me to cry is that she then grabs Edward by the back of her shirt and starts running. And Edward's just, like, swinging in the wind. It's the only reason I don't start crying then. Uh, everything with Faye is heartbreaking at this point. Uh, her etching out her bed. In what was definitely her room in this mansion. Fuck. Whew. It's Ein. Ein gets me every time. Mm. I am. I. I think it's. I'm so worked up to that point that Ein's look back at Bebop. And the, then kind of like starts wandering back sadly towards Bebop. And I'm like, nope, I can't do it. Ein choosing between Ed and Bebop is. It, I'm gonna tear. I'm like literally tearing up right now. It gets me every fucking time watching Ayn have to choose between the two. Mm-hmm. Because Ed's just Ed, and as sweet and as lovable as Ed is, that's that's who Ed was. And it's heart. Ed's part is fucking heartbreaking in this too. Just the unwanted child that Ed is, following in her father's footsteps. He calls Ed the wrong name. Can't remember if she's a boy or a girl. Calls her the wrong name. Calls her Francois. Francois, which really got me like uh, dropping that S at the end of Francois <laughs> really just <laughs> grinds my gears. Yeah. Um, it's just rough. It's an, an entire rough, but it's. I mean, that guy sucks. So, but he can't even remember the name of the guy that he works with. He s- intimately lives, lives with basically, yeah. like yeah. Yeah, he just fucking sucks, and like the fact that Ayn did have a nice home and left it after two years, has a nice home with Bebop, still choosing to leave it because that's all she's ever known, and it's almost one of those like she's leaving before she can get left. Yeah, because you literally watch this man say, "Ayn, you want to you you know Ed, you want to come live with us?" and then leaves and then just, her, like, jets out of there, and then fucking leaves her. Yeah, and so you can hundred percent see that that's this is what's happening, and to have them. Not shove it in your face, but you very much understanding that the psychological need of Ed to leave before she is left is there. It's and but I like I said, I'm already so worked up from the face stuff and the Ed stuff, and that I'm like almost there. And it's I'm choosing between the two that makes me just I start crying. I just start crying, and then it's and then. In his way, it's Spike's reaction to Ed leaving. Mm-hmm. Him just overlooking that. Because it's 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 one of those things where it's like he's not he's not going to go find Jet and be like, "Hey, Jet, come look at this." He's like, "No, but I'm definitely not going to leave this spot until he finds me here." And I don't think he. I don't even know if it's. I'm waiting for Jet. It's a. He's standing there processing. Yeah. He's standing there mourning and processing and being Spike. And it just happens to be that Jet also finds him then. Yeah. Either way. Do you know what? Ball in my goddamn eyes. Also, so, uh, also, like, the second that song starts, 
every hair on my body just stands up and I'm just like, oh, fuck. See, um, pop songs in that situation really doesn't do it for me. Like, the song is fine, but, like, I'm just like, yeah, but I don't want someone telling me how I'm supposed to be I think it's feeling because bad right now. <laughs> that song triggers the memory of what's going to now happen to me. Yeah. But, yeah, the uh, the little mural on the deck of the ship, fuck, the wrecked mural, yeah. every time. Every time. Yeah. Shout out Steve Conti, perfectly fine song. Yeah. I'm just not at, like... I fucking love that song, just outside of, like, the context of the show. Yeah. I'm oh, just... we're going to get to the song I fucking love from the show here in a, here in a, after we get done talking about these episodes, because I got a song. What? In emotional moments, music with lyrics, usually I'm, like, listening to the lyrics, and then, like, either it's exactly spot on with what's happening, I'm just like, well, that's a little on the nose, or it's just, like, a little bit off, and I'm just like, well, this doesn't match what's going on at all. Oh, see, I... Because I will process what's happening first, and then I have the second watch or so. It's when I'll process what's happening in the lyrics. Uh, the perfect example is Encanto. The first time we watched Encanto, when Dos, Dos Orguitos comes on, no idea what that song was about, saying whatever, no big deal. Um, just a very sad song and a very sad point it was in the just, movie. I was listening to Melody. It's a sad point in the movie. I'm paying attention to my characters. Second watch through had subtitles read what the fucking lyrics of that song were. I was shattered. I was literally <laughs> had to stop the movie. I couldn't move forward anymore. I was shattered. So I get what you're saying, like that they they'll mess with it. But well, that's different because that is a musical where it's specifically written for... No, no, it's not. Dos Orquitos is not being sang by a character on that screen. Also, this song was also written specifically for this show. I feel like musicals are a little bit different, though, as far as, like... Except for it's not a musical portion of that. No characters on screen or in the movies are singing that song. It is a song as a background song. No. Um, just because you hate musicals, Josh. Calm it down over there. Just bad ones. Just the bad ones. Uh, episodes 25 and 26. The Real Folk Blues, where we finally see an Hold hour-long flashback <laughs> into about what happened and... Why? Except for we don't like that's Thank the Christ. thing. Yeah. You think that you get an hour long flashback into what happens, but you don't. You get flashes of what happens. Tell me, you know, without without thinking about what the fucking live action did to your brain. <laughs> tell me if you know, start to finish, what happened with Spike and Julia. <sighs> they banged. Yeah. Was she Vicious's girl or was she not? Was she Spike's girl or was she not? I think she was there. I think they... Was she part of the syndicate or not? I don't know. Exactly. Was she a lounge singer? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But that's what but I'm saying. But he said that she sings that one that time. That one time. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing is that at no point do we actually have their full backstory. No. We see a flash of her in bed with Spike. We see a flash of her in bed with Vicious. I don't know if it's... Just the dub. We see we see her and we see her and Spike meet the first time he sees her. Yeah. 
And then we see a flash of her in bed with him. Then we see a flash of her in bed with Vicious. We've seen, we now know that Vicious threatened her. I said, you can't leave me. Specifically, the wording he uses is, so you were going to betray me. That does not necessarily impart anything in the ways of like, we're fucking married. What were you, what are you going <laughs> to yeah. do? There's it. We don't get enough flashes between the two, ep- the the three episodes technically that give us flashes to know anything. Yeah, but we we know enough. We know move that Spike forward in the story. We know Spike was in love with her, and that's enough. Yeah, we know Spike was in love with her. We know Vicious felt possessive over her. Mm-hmm. And we that's get a- that one flash where they're shooting at dudes back to back, and they smile at each other. Yeah. And we know that's it. Yeah, that's all we need, folks. That's all, need. that's all you need. We that's don't. They need. don't need to say they're the brothers. They don't need to be family. There are other ways that people exist together. It's fine. I was so. My point to this is that we don't have a full back. We don't actually get an hour long flashback of this. We don't actually get to find out exactly what happened. We still don't know what happens the day that Spike almost died or Spike did die. Yeah. We still only have flashes of that. We still don't know what happened fully there. That is perfect. The fact that I am left wondering what the fuck went down to make these people who they are is wonderful. It's, it's fine. Just, it's it works. Wonderful. It's we great. don't need. We, you don't need it. It doesn't. You can watch a full hour of television about a flashback and it does not add a single goddamn thing nope. to the story. Not a, nothing. Spike also doesn't need. It's fine that vicious is that. That's just his name. It it's not, it's it's just his name. His name is Vicious. It's not his syndicate name. It's not it's a code like, name. It's not it's a code name. Like the fucking lion being named Scar. That's just his fucking name. It's just his fucking name. You don't need to give Spike a, a different name for doesn't, the syndicate. He doesn't need a gang name. He doesn't need a gang name. The entire time throughout this show, everybody knows his name is Spike, and it's fine. He's. A vaguely white dude with kind of frizzy hair who uses an Israeli firearm. You didn't all fuck. Never mind. Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. It's whatever. Don't don't worry about it. You're okay, babe. It's fine. fine. His last name is Spiegel. The the bad show can't hurt you. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) You didn't. You just. They gave you everything. It's okay. They gave you everything. It's okay. And you you just. Just gonna hold your hand for a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this show's real good. The bad show can't hurt you anymore. So it took yeah. me until the most recent time I watched the episode to realize because pretty much everything in this show is a reference to something mm-hmm. somewhere in in time, whether it's like the song titles, characters, whatever. Yeah, sorry, something about that that make your point, and then well, I was gonna say like, obviously. I haven't talked to Shinichiro Watanabe, so I don't know 100% if it's true. But I imagine Julia is named after the Beatles song slash John Lennon's mother because everything is a reference to something, and that's the most pop, like famous Julia titled yeah, song that I can think of. I like that, I feel like that fits in with the character. Yeah, because like that's definitely not a like everything was fine and we got along great, and now we're we get a long, great song. Yeah. Well, no, the point of the song is that like the, the, the figure, like the idea of his mother was something that was unattainable. 
which is definitely fits with the character of That's Julia. That's what he's saying is that the other Julia song is everything's been fine, everything's okay, we're gonna be great together. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. So like the, it would not be a shock if if someone told me it's definitely a reference to the John Lennon song. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So something. Uh. We so. Heather and I have been uh, rewatching um, The West Wing, and in one of the most recent episodes that we watched, one of the characters in that makes a reference to something called the Punch and Judy show. Punch and Judy being the hosts of Roundup, and I was like, "What the fuck is the Punch and Judy show?" They're also in uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out it's a it's a fucking puppet show, mm-hmm. and I had no idea. Also, this is crass. The live action Judy. That sh- that Jagger was too big, and other things were too small. I'm all I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, Josh. <laughs> I mean, you just you got to get the look right. <laughs> got to get the fit right. Yeah, like yeah, I'm over here. Got to be I'm over here looking at a big giant jacket, just like sweating profusely. Like stupid. <laughs> it it's not right. <laughs> Uh, also another thing that it's not necessarily like a haha see they they got you but one of the criticisms about this show is that essentially all of the people of color are criminals in this show huh you mean like literally everybody that's in the show is y- yeah I mean that's a, that's that's the world that it's like but every time like not all of the bad guys are black guys but every time all black guys are bad guys I guess but that's all that's not true because the last person of color we are shown is Punch with his mother in also an airport like just being like mushroom samba it's it's pretty it's ambiguous yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. But also, yeah, Pench is picking up his mom and he's going to go take care of her. Yeah. yeah, and it's like he's just a guy. But also, like, and, and like, again, like, obviously you don't want to, like, do stereotypes of everybody when you're, in your, when you're doing your show. But also doing, like, special carve-outs for, like, we have to, we have to, we have a show about criminals, but we got to have these, like, we got to have our special... Have a special car carve out for this race of people just to show that how yeah. that we're we're the good we're the good allies like separating making them separate but equal from every other character doesn't that's uh, not uh, that's not the thing it doesn't do it doesn't work well that doesn't do what you think it does yeah I don't I think there are things that people in the world today are going to criticize about everything. And I don't necessarily know that it is invalid. I don't know that it's as, as valid as they might think it is. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody's on their own journey. <laughs> just like Spike Spiegel. Just like Spike Spiegel. On his journey to like not learn, not learn the lesson and end up, paying the price for it yeah of being like not being able to move move on i don't necessarily think that he doesn't learn the lesson to move on i think it's more of a 
this is just what my life is. Like, granted, it's the old, they say it's the old guard that's hunting down anybody who's associated with the new guard. But we find out that Vicious is very carefully orchestrated this cu- this coup and that he actually knew he would fail the first attempt. Like, it's very clear that he thought he was going to fail the first attempt. Yeah. And that's why his people are stationed among those who were going to shoot The him. old guard. Yeah. So, in every way, do I fully believe Vicious is taking the old guards hunting down the new guard as a reason to kill Spike. And that him taking over the syndicate would have led to him hunting Spike. Like, this is just Spike... Yeah, he's he's told people you have to let go of the past. He has is telling these people I it's not going anywhere. I have full belief that he knew his that he could he could ignore vicious taking over and run, but that he'd be running and looking over his shoulder for the rest of every day. Yeah, he was going to have to do this with at some point. So why not today? Also, what a wild thing that. Jet knew his former syndicate the entire time. Oh, Imagine wow, that. that. Imagine that. He's not utterly betrayed. <laughs> I'm betrayed that you have a, a shady past unlike everybody else in this world. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, it's not a dystopia. It's it's a yeah. beautiful, colorful world that these people live in. Um, A sweet, romantic place. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Beautiful people I everywhere. I did yell, though, at this time at the TV of being like, somebody can go check that man's pulse? Like no, he was gone. Granted, I am aware <laughs> that Vicious just got shot in the chest. That man's dead, but Spike might not be dead yet. Like, let's go let's go take him to a doctor. I don't think he's dead. They were, they were bad guys. They weren't going to help him they out. They don't, yeah. This is the guy who just killed their boss. He's now their new boss. Now they're both dead. There is no boss. It's there's gonna power vacuum. Power vacuum. Yeah. If you if you kill if you go back in time and kill Hitler, what takes his place? Mecca Hitler. Well, it's not gonna be Lin or (laughs) Shin. Shin or Shin. Because they're both dead now. They're both dead now. So one of the interesting things with watching Lupin the Third and now. Cowboy Bebop is all the um, like similarities between the two things of obviously having like Spike Spiegel, Jet Black, and Faye Valentine. There's like a lot of similarities with Fujiko and Jigen and Lupin. Um, obviously having the same voice actors, I would I would not put it past Shinichiro Watanabe to cast certain people as Spike Spiegel because he was in Lupin the Third and was a big fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, it's, it's in. I think it's the second to last episode. There's a there's a part where Sp- uh, Spike and Jet are like just sitting in a bar having a drink, and then the guy is bust in and starts shooting up the place. They don't even bust in; they just start shooting up the windows, and they knew it before they shot. They but they bust in at one point. Um, but there's a an episode in part six of Lupin the Third where Lupin and Chigan are just sitting at a bar waiting for like someone to show up so they can do a thing. And there's like a bunch of people with guns and it ends up with a big gunfight in a bar that they were sitting at for a while. So like watching that, that scene again this time, I was like, Hey, I wonder if that's a reference to this. It's and, like, all everyone's coming for full, full, full circle. Yeah. Um, so just, uh, 
Lupin being a character that Spike was partially inspired design wise and otherwise by, and then just like having, yeah. Yeah. So that was an interesting little, uh, little turnaround there. Um, Oh, the song, the song that I fucking love from this. If you don't know the egg and I from the soundtrack, do yourself a favor Go go find that song. Find it, download it, listen to it often. Yeah. Also, then rewatch the show and hear how many times you actually hear it. Yeah. Also, uh, the song that the series ends on, Blue. Fucking, fucking aces. Aces. It's the one that Julia sings, right? God Blue Mars. damn it. No. <laughs> no. Um, oh, fuck. And just everything that, go, like, Everything that goes on with the the end credits of the last episode is just good times. Uh, so I think there's there's some discussion over the fact that like the ending being kind of ambiguous, but the things that things that happen at the end of the episode are things that like people said were going to happen. So like the camera pans all the way up and goes into space and you see the stars and like a star goes out. Yep. Um, oh no, Spike's dead. Spike's yeah, definitely dead. Like, <laughs> he got, he, sorry guys, but... Uh, he, he done got cut it in half. Yeah. He didn't get quite cut it in half, but those guts are definitely falling out right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's... God, it's such a good show. It's such a good show, and it's so nice to watch something that is just good. And then it ends. And then it ends. And you don't have to worry that you're going to have to watch another version of it. Yeah, because it's just over, and it's done, and then you just kind of go into your depression loop because uh, you're too young to really know what depression is and that you have it. So it's just over now, and you don't know what to do. Speaking of that... Folks, you know what to do. Go back and listen to our old episodes. Smash like and subscribe so you don't feel that getting to the end of this episode. Yeah. Because we got hundreds more episodes to go back and listen to. Um, 2022, the year of no promises. We're continuing that streak. Um, you get what you, 2022, you get what you get. Yep. <laughs> and... Uh, this week, what you got was us talking about Cowboy Bebop for a little while. And uh, folks, like I said like I said earlier, this was my first watch through. I was a little skeptical after watching the movie and being like, what's going on here? What is? Who are these people? What is going on? Why is Dave Grohl the bad guy? But uh, after, watching the, after watching the show, I'm like, okay, I get it now. And it was definitely, it definitely got me through the live action Cowboy Bebop of alternating like watch one episode of that, watch three episodes of the anime and be like, this is, I'm just being (laughs) flabbergasted. Yeah. About what, how they interpreted different things. But, uh, go on. Do we do, do we do Clooney's on eight days a weeb? I forget. Uh, I I don't believe so. I feel like we just talk about whether it's watch, go watch it or not. Yeah. I think we're doing a smasher pass. I don't know which one's the good one in this situation. <laughs> Recommend or throw it in the garbage. I mean, if you if you 
if you enjoy anime and not just like the weird weeb shit, power up, weird pervert stuff, that was like the reason why I was like, you know what? I don't think anime is for me growing up. Yeah. Then I would say go like if I had seen some episodes of this instead of uh, the things that I had seen, I might have come to it sooner. But like, it's definitely been I'm like, oh, so it's not just the weird the weird kid stuff that I would, that I was made aware of back in the day. There's actually like different stuff out there. Yeah. Americans get your shit together and stop being weird. Not everything <laughs> has to be lollycon for Christ's sake. That's our MO. Like it's fuck. Um but yeah, thank you. I think we're all we all agree, right? Oh Pass. yeah. I I would say watch this. Um Josh said if you're you think you're even a little bit into this sort of stuff and I did not think I was into this at all. And I love this. I don't know anybody who has watched Cowboy Bebop who doesn't love Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. So I would say if you've made it this far for some reason and you've never watched the show before, do so. Whoops. Spoiler also, alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But do so. Do so now. Yeah. It's one of the like. If you haven't watched it in the last three years, also now go rewatch it because. Yeah, it's going to hit you a little the different. Futures now, in motherfuckers. In 2022, <laughs> it hits you a little different, a I think. A little bit, yeah. This is one, this is like the anti-anime anime. It's not 90% still images being... Uh, Characters going... Uh, yeah, and like the images being jerked around to like portray some sort of movement. It's like... No, the movement's when good. St- when stuff moves, it moves. And there's no like characters having chibi faces or chibi body parts all of a sudden. Like what a character looks like is what they look like. Yeah. And I think that was one of the things that um kind of like when I started watching it, I was like, Oh, this is just telling a story in cartoon form. You can just do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't think you could do that. I thought everything had to be like crazy over the top quote unquote anime stuff um so but yeah uh live action ain't got nothing on this cartoons are perfectly valid ways to tell stories sometimes the only way you can tell a story this is definitely one of those cases yeah um i don't know if it's like just what they have on hand but like Netflix needs to get their shit together with like some of the. I don't know if there's just like accidentally left some of the film reels like out in the sun or something, but like mm-hmm. watching it on Netflix every once in a while, there'd be like a shot that was just like a little bit out of focus or definitely like a lower quality than the rest of it. Can't think of anything specific off the top of my head, but every once in a while, something would pop up and be like, oh, this is like they pulled it off of a VHS <laughs> and not like a master copy yeah but like american companies instead of re instead of just like remaking live action versions just give us good versions of the original like there's so much stuff that i'm just like i wish i could watch that but like not anime and like a lot of hong kong stuff this was like i wish there was versions where harvey weinstein hadn't gotten his big greasy mitts all over and fucked it up yeah because like the rest of the world has these copies, but we don't because because it's, the world is a terrible place. Yeah, 
fuck us, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I did find out that if you do have a 4K Blu-ray player, you can play Blu-rays from anywhere in the world. It's there. It's not region locked. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And, uh, and the, B- the Cowboy Bebop movie Blu-ray is only available in Great Britain for some reason. What the fuck? Yeah. Unless you want to pay like 150 bucks for probably a bootleg. It's just a DVD rip onto a Blu-ray disc. Oh yeah, I'm good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Me- media is it's fucked up. Yeah. So speaking of fucked up, folks, go home, go to bed, kiss your, kiss your children, good night, be with your family, um, and we'll be back. Well, wait, no promises. <laughs> you get what you get, folks. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>